the seeking permission uh, naming uh, kind of started kind of a call it a slight organized kind of yeah uh, kind of a, a movement if you will but we had no idea what that really was yeah we really had no idea we had no idea and, and so what you don't expect so you have now people you don't expect media attention <laughs> and, which and started happening it started happening you know it was people coming to you yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah it's just like there was TV TV coverage WCCO oh, just, oh, social yeah. social media goes everywhere so, or, yeah. or also fans that just happen to be PR people too that just said do you mind if I pass this sure. along yeah. sure and, and then next thing you know you're on the nightly news here right. and then we got a couple of very big calls. Um, national, very well known, uh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and that was especially hilarious because we had always talked about her being the perfect vocalist. We actually talked can, about Can I tell that moment yeah, in time? Please. We yeah. are literally, what was the name of the place we were having just to we, right we, we were just at this great little Hawaiian place. Believe it or not, out here in Savage, there it's is a, great a spot. killer Hawaiian restaurant. Yeah. We were having a cocktail, just talking about what are we going to do? We have three great songs. We have the ability and maybe a voice for something. And we had talked about, wouldn't it be great to get somebody with a big footprint? And, and I remember Tom... <laughs> Back to me being an optimist and like, you know, yeah, that'll never happen. Oversteering a little bit. <laughs> but that's okay. That's been your humility. And we, I said, Kelly Clarkson would be great. She would be like, because she's got kids and she's got soul and she's struggled herself and she's got yeah. a great voice. And I'd really like to see her sing We Can Try someday. And, and Tom's like, oh, well, that'll probably, you know, like in a million years happen. <laughs> and literally, you guys, while we are sitting at that bar... On his text, he goes, oh, my God. He, he's getting I a text a from this woman named Linda. Yeah, I'm, a pro, I'm an executive producer for the Kelly Clarkson show. <laughs> and I wow. happen to see the piece that WCCO-TV did on you and your, your father friend. Yeah. And in that moment, if I can say this, yeah. in that moment, it occurred to me, well, that's what they do, right? And that's probably what you guys do, too, is mm-hmm. you scour, like, their producers have to fill content every day, which has got to be maddening and keep sure. it interesting. So they scour the CBS affiliates and all the shows they're doing on a daily basis, and they happen to see our piece about two dads trying to reconcile all the anger and all the hate yeah. through music. And I said to Tom, she's just checking, wanting to know more, which is what we had a couple of great calls with her, the producer, and I said, but man, I think it's not enough. Remember saying that? I think we probably have an opportunity here to turn this into something more. Well, we had talked about we had talked a about causal component from, you know, as people were starting to react in such a way, we just didn't necessarily know what, what it was. So this just made us go, okay, stop the press. We've had enough time between music and our business lives in the spotlight. We do not want that. Mm-hmm. We have, I, if I could be here on my porch the rest of my days, yeah. that's a big enough stage for me. That's, yeah. that's a grand spot. But is this an opportunity? Was this put on your heart at the bonfire for a reason? You know, is there? And so we just really took a lot of time out, started having a lot of conversations with people in, you know, philanthropic community and the business community and the arts community and started putting our organization together, you know, all the things that we're trying to do now and doing all of that work to say, I think, I like how you said it, take a passion project, now give it a greater sense of purpose, which is let's just reach into what the original idea was 
mm-hmm. yeah. which is let's now, we want the music. This is really important. The music is for everybody. Everybody's in this together. It's, it's an all hearts on deck thing, multi-genre, reaching people and all, you know, we all need to breathe new life into our tired souls. Music is for everybody. And to do that on a chart worthy level, we want this music to be, oh my goodness. Some of that will be written by us, some of that will be other artists coming into these collections of music. But in doing so, can we then use the talent and the influence and the platforms of these artists to then put a bigger voice that we don't have, you know, that, that sheds a greater you know, light on the children's mental health crisis, and then put proceeds then from that towards our organizations, partner organizations who know what they're doing. They are yeah. the experts. They're yeah. incredibly well-versed. They're just underfunded. They're under-supported. They're understaffed. We don't have enough providers. You don't have and this is And this is exactly why I love what you guys are doing. The reason I'm doing this show, like I said before, is we're combating mental health stigma, but I don't want people to suffer alone. And so when you said about the panic attacks and the anxiety, that strikes a chord with me because that's exactly what this show is about is to help people who are listening right now to know that you're not alone and what you're doing is resonates not only with you and your children but Mm -hmm. with Brian and it's going to resonate I think across the whole world because I think collectively a lot of people are feeling anxiety stress unknown like so much ambiguity about the world we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and the reason I'm putting myself out there is because similar to you, I want to give people hope because I know um, I can teach the public mental resiliency. And so I bring people on the show who are doing wonderful and extraordinary things to help give hope to the public and to give them resources and to reach millions of kids that I can't reach across the country. Mm-hmm. And so a big reason of why I'm doing this show is to reach those kids that I can't reach as a provider because I yeah. don't have enough providers. And so I am so grateful and truly honored and blessed that you guys are doing this work because it's well, thank just you. so amazing and we don't see this. I don't see this. Back at you, by the way. Back at you. And I think to build on what you just said, one of the things that music to us uh, is and always has been whatever your problem may have been growing up yeah. or is currently that music is a place to go uh, and, and and make yourself feel better or relate um, it's it's an interesting medium isn't it for people mm-hmm. especially uh, in this regard but then you know for us one of the interesting things to play off of what you are saying is there is so uh, we're lacking the help right and we started talking about the underserved communities the ones where there's even less so and it's and you you're the expert more than we are uh, marcy but like if you're in rural america you're probably afraid to open your mouth oh yeah feeling something right so where do you go if you're a just we'll call it a farm kid in in the middle of Idaho you know where are you if you're on an Indian reservation where are you going to go if if you have where are you if you're in the inner city going to go you don't you stay in your bedroom and what they do they listen to music yeah Yeah. that is what these kids do when they're trapped and they feel alone the thing that makes them not feel alone anymore is music and I have I actually have a surprise for you guys I'm hoping to do and it'll be here but it'll have to be off air but I'm going to give you hopefully a personal testimony 
of a, of a kid oh, and the power wonderful. of music. So Thank you guys you. are going to get hopefully wonderful. a surprise that would here. Be wonderful. Oh, and that's and that's where we're yeah. at right now. You know, we we like Tom said, we are we kind of think of ourselves as just uh, curators of the mechanism to start this whole thing. You know, I have to just share one of my favorite man, Cato. Um, memories. Not too many years ago, I shared the stage with Willie Nelson at your Ribfest. Ribfest, yeah. And uh, his farm aid movement was something that came to mind when we were talking about our version of this, which is to create such a batch of momentum as time goes on. That would be our dream: is to create this level of. You know, involvement, both, you know, financially and just from an awareness standpoint. Yes. How can we get connected? How can we support you seeking permission? Yeah, we appreciate that question. There's there's multiple projects that we're trying to, uh, you know, keep on multiple burners right now. There is one focused right here in Minnesota. So I would say this. If you are an established or emerging artist or producer in the Minnesota music community or have ties to Minnesota, that is one thing that we want to bring together, a multi-genre collection of songs in the key of hope with people with home the entire so state. if so somebody is one. sitting on a song yeah. that they would want to give us as part of our first volume collection of Songs of Hope they can go to our website and they can find us they can communicate with us send us a note if they have something they want to develop that has a Song of Hope Mm -hmm. component if it's a producer that would like to work with us on something again it's really about that community that community we just need to build so that's that's very much in the specific music space yeah, that, so we, and if you are a fan of music and you just want to be part of this or stay in touch, join the mailing list. Okay. That ain't hard to do, you know. And then we are, in the meantime, just continuing um, our discussions with, with partner organizations. So if you represent that community, Corporate uh, sponsor we are... To help. Yeah, all of those types of things. Uh, everybody's welcome. What's the web address? Seeking-permission.com. Seeking are you on... Social, like um, Facebook and Instagram and all that. To the extent that, that, that two dads with uh, all these kids between us <laughs> yeah. and jobs, yeah. yes, the answer is yes, but I will tell you that uh, very purposefully on that. We, we are on Facebook. You can find us there. You can find us on Instagram. Um, but, you know. You'll likely, get, you'll likely get the most out of any inquiry on the website. The website, through, yeah. Through yeah. email. That will be the best. Just, and bear with us. I do call myself Instagram pop. Music doesn't discriminate by your your socioeconomic status. Music is for everyone. It is. And and music is a single intervention that can reach millions of people and all different types of genres. And sometimes people love more of the angry music and then there's sad music. But I did meet somebody who um, wrote music for the Rolling Stones. He's in Mankato. And he's like, Marcy, can I give you some advice for your generation? I said, yeah. He's like, don't listen to sad music when you're feeling sad. Yes. Oh. Hey. So that is one thing I would do wow. want to say. Like, don't. And this was from a music writer for the Rolling Stones. He said, "Do not listen to sad That's music right. when you're feeling sad because music has a way to either calm you down or bring you it's, up." It's one of those forces that gives you power over your feelings. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's like, am I going to the dark, deeper into it, or that? I love that. Oh, 
I want yeah, we have, a, we have a song and it's, there's obviously the title's been taken by uh, the Fleetwood Mac, but we're going to keep it anyway. But the song <laughs> to start, the, I said to Tom, I, I'm good with concept with songs and I, like I'll do the music, but I can't write the lyrics to save my soul. <laughs> but the song is called Songbird. And I said, Tom, this, this just feels like a, a song that is about optimism, to your point, or to your point with the Rolling Stone guy. And I said, you know the thing about a songbird is it sings regardless. Birds sing regardless of the weather, regardless yeah, of yeah. You know, what's going on. They always sing. And and if we could figure out a way to write a song that is talking about whatever is happening out there, just remember, you know, there, you know, the songbird sings every morning. You have a, still a chance to feel good about stuff like that. You should give a few yeah, bars of it. You're talking. You're talking about the. You're talking about the human spirit and the human resiliency that goes on and on, no matter how bad the despair is, no matter how bad when you feel hopeless. But this is why what you're doing with Seeking Permission is so instrumental and it's so powerful because it's not, it's not about you. It's about the kids. Absolutely. And it's about using your talents for the greater good to help save the kids. And I think that is so uniquely different.